Live from Cape Town, this is the voice of the Cape. The voice of the Cape. The voice of the Cape. The Burning Issue with Ridwan Ahmed. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh. Welcome back to the airwaves of The Voice of the Cape 91.3 FM and 95.8 in the Boland. Alhamdulillah, very big shukran to our producer, and that is none other than Tasneem Adams. Now, last week, the Mitchell's Plain Impact Association took to the streets of Cape Town demanding better police services among the protesters who were victims and survivors of domestic violence. Dozens of residents, mainly women and children, marched from Tafelsach to Mitchell's Plain Police Station with placards and posters demanding better services at the station. Their concerns include policemen not responding to calls of domestic violence and not protecting the community. The claim is that police are not taking domestic violence cases seriously. The latest statistics from the South African Medical Research Council highlight that an estimated two in five men assault their partners and that three women in South Africa are killed by their intimate partner every day. Now the question we ask on the burning issue this evening, is our police failing domestic violence victims? Uh, you are welcomed to join uh, and participate in the discussion via SMS on the number 47913, alternatively via WhatsApp on the number 0722380712. That WhatsApp number again, 0722380712. Now we are joined in studio by Captain Ian Williams, who is the communication officer for the Mitchell's Plain South African Police Services. Uh, Captain, a very good evening to you, sir. Good evening, everyone. And uh, thanks for taking us from your time and joining us in studio uh, for us to discuss, you know, this very topical or burning issue, if one wants to put it that way. Let's start the discussion by asking you, let's get you into the swing of things. How long have you been associated with these South African police services? I've got uh, 23 years service now. Okay. And uh, you're involved with communications? I'm involved with communications, yes. Okay. Now, uh, obviously, you've heard my introduction around the concerns, for example, raised by the Mitchell's Plain Impact Association, who in fact took to the streets of Cape Town last week. Where would you want to start your initial comment around that? Um, yes, there was, a, there was a group of people, it was about 30 people that marched to the station and handed over a memorandum to okay. the uh, acting station commander, Colonel Fredericks. That happened. But it is still, uh, irrespective of the size of the grouping, it is important for us to address the issues, especially the issue of domestic violence. Uh, we, I think uh, we feel there is still a lot of ignorance in terms of what people must, must do, what their rights are, and things like that. So uh, hopefully tonight we can address some of those issues and also um, make people realize that there are platforms available for them to follow if they are not happy with the service that they are receiving from SAPS, mm-hmm. other than going and marching and protesting and things like that. Okay, well, thanks very much. If you have just joined us, that is, in fact, uh, Captain Ian Williams, a communications officer for the Mitchell's Plain South African Police Services. On the program this evening, we ask the question, is our police 
uh, failing domestic violence victims. Well, we invite you, the listener, to participate in the program by sending us your questions or comments via the SMS line. That is 47913. Alternatively, via WhatsApp. On the number 072238712. Now, how would you respond uh, to claims from the community that police ignore domestic violence situations? Okay, that is a, uh, is a gross generalization. I want to say that domestic violence, as well as crimes against women and children, is, uh, is one of the crimes that receive the highest priority. There is also, in terms of domestic violence, there is also certain protocols uh, that are in place that must be complied with by the police official. Okay. So um, I think with that background, I can definitely say we don't ignore it. Uh, There might be, like I said now, there might be service delivery complaints where members perhaps are not doing their job as efficiently as they should. And there, that is where we want the community to come forward so that we can identify those members, look at those situations, at complaints, and look at ways of remedying and rectifying it. Okay. And then one of the things you said, for example, you know, uh, uh, Captain, is that maybe sometimes our community are not well informed or they don't know necessarily how to go about um, raising uh, a concern with the uh, police. So maybe can you give us, you know, a brief description or explanation of the police process when assisting a victim of domestic violence? Um, Thank you. Um, I would say, let me start off by saying the commitment of SAPS to treat is to treat domi- victims of domestic violence with sensitivity mm-hmm. and care, um, to respect their dignity, to listen to what they have to say, to not insult or blame people, and um, to inform the victims of their rights and their options. And uh, to this end, I will say that when the police official arrives at the scene, maybe I should put it in that sense, mm-hmm. you should first determine where the complainant is, if the complainant is safe, right. what type of assistance the complainant needs. Mm-hmm. He needs to assess that. Maybe she needs medical treatment or whatever. Then he needs to create an environment that is conducive. And that means, usually sometimes means removing the, <coughs> the complainant or removing the perpetrator mm-hmm. from each other, separating them. Um, then you will obtain the, the statement from the complainant. And based on, the, on, on what is observed and what is uh, reported to him, he will then make a decision uh, as to whether to arrest the perpetrator. Mm-hmm. Especially if there was violence or weapons of some sort involved, then that would be even more critical. Mm-hmm. Um, although we must say purpose of arrest is to bring the person before court and not to punish. Mm-hmm. So we are not the judge and jury in that, in that um, situation. But those are some of the protocols. And then if there are any firearms or dangerous weapons that the person has perhaps threatened the person with or injured with, or could be used to injure then the police have a, uh, have another obligation to seize those uh, weapons okay um and can i just ask you know uh, the, the 
the the process that you've outlined now, for example, uh, does the South African police services, for example, then have a special unit uh, that deals with particularly these issues of domestic violence? Okay, let me just explain. I want, uh, um, we have an office uh, with specialized officers that work on domestic violence. We have a domestic violence office that monitors the the response and the and also the training and so forth of the mem of the members of the station. Mm-hmm. Um, all stations might not have it, but all members should be trained uh, if they are attending complaints. Uh, that would be part of the basic training, training package. That is the process that you have just outlined now. The, uh, yeah, domestic violence specifically. Domestic violence would be a specific uh, training course on its own. Okay. If I can call it like that. Not a problem on that. Not we're going to go for a quick air break. And when we come back, we'll continue with the program called The Burning Issue here on The Voice of the Cape. Welcome back to the burning issue here on the Voice of the Cape 91.3 FM and 95.8 in the Boland. Now, if you have just joined us uh, on the burning issue, we ask the question this evening: Is our police failing domestic violence victims? Uh, we also spoke briefly or mentioned briefly that last week the Mitchell's Plain Impact Association took to the streets of Cape Town demanding better police services. Now, we are joined in studio by Captain Ian Williams, who is the communications officer for the Mitchell's Plains South African Police Services. Now, I believe that we are joined online by Joni Fredericks. Fredericks, who is a member of the Mitchell's Plain Impact Association. Uh, Joni, a very good evening to you. Good evening and thank you for, for having me. Okay, thanks uh, for your time as well. Uh, Joni, from your side, maybe just uh, you know, uh, take us through, our, take our listeners through uh, this particular um, uh, pro, the protest action that you guys had last week. Well, um, look, this domestic violence situation has been uh, coming on for a while, and I'm so very sorry that Captain William seems to be caught up in the middle of it. And I want to say straight up that he is one of the best police officers that, uh, that I've been working with. Uh, but unfortunately, at least for the last month, we had quite a couple of, of, of uh, situations where women came to me in person in my community to say that I've been calling the, co- the police over and over and they don't come out so mm-hmm. i started calling and i found it's the same situation and in the interim i started in, in trying to resolve the situation i started speaking to captain william on a number of occasions about uh, uh, certain instances so mm-hmm. we 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 i'm sure that captain william is aware of the situation um and for me it is just not it is just not acceptable that uh, that people have to call a whole night while having while in the middle of a domestic violence situation, and I do know, and I want to say it out that Captain Williams has been called by myself on on weekends when he's supposed to be off to try and and get the officers to come and respond to to cases. 
Okay, well, thanks very much for that. Well, I can say uh, we've we had a chat with uh, Captain Ian Williams, and 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 from my uh, very quick interpretation and brief assumption, you know, I think also you know he's really trying his utmost, uh, and he seems like a very nice guy, by the way. Uh, but maybe just share with our listeners before I get back to to Captain Ian Williams, you know, what were some of the examples of cases where domestic violence complaints were lodged with the police but were not followed up that you are aware of? Well, um, ironically enough, just this morning, um, I had a lady back here at my place, whom, um, whom I, in fact, I asked Captain Willings three weeks ago for assistance. Three weeks ago, this lady came to my house on uh, the Sunday morning at 7 o'clock to say that she has been calling the whole previous evening about her husband, her estranged husband, who has been uh, beating her up. The police has never come out to say it, and so she came to me with the hope if I called, that they would come out. I called, and uh, in the end, I had to, be, to ask uh, Captain Williams for help, and in the end, the, uh, the officers only arrived at 12, that Sunday afternoon. Mm-hmm. At the time that they arrived, the woman obviously has already gone home, and I explained to them where she left. This woman, this very same woman, is now telling me that the police never came to her that day, and then she was back again to complain that she had a similar situation. In fact, the reason why she didn't go down to the police this morning is that this very same person is following her all over with a knife and threatening to kill her. So I had to go somewhere, but I instructed my people to, first of all, take a reference number, take note of the time, and then let me know when I come back how long the police take. The police apparently did come. One after, hour after they were called this morning mm-hmm. for and for that particular situation. Okay. Uh, now what is what? Can I just? Yeah, sure. Finish. Sorry. Yeah. So, so what is what is one, what is upsetting about this particular situation is that this woman has been given a, an interdict um, with a warrant of arrest attached to this uh, particular thing. So I'm not quite sure what it means for the police when they come out and they and they come out to situations where people are saying the court has given me this. Because this is the, the this is the hope that a lot of women are walking with the interpreter. Okay, uh, just a follow-up question very quickly, Joni, if I may. What, in your view, you know, is the impact on the victims given the alleged non-responsiveness of the police? that the police don't care about them. They really feel that, especially in a, in a situation where they have nobody else but the police to go to in a, in a situation where their lives are threatened, at the moment they feel that the police don't care about them. And, and what is particularly bad about the situation is that in this particular instance around the issue of domestic violence, the problem does not lie with management. I put the problem squarely in front of the the police officer that is tasked to go and respond to the particular situation. Because for me, there's a tardiness, there's a lack of, 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 of passion about wanting to get involved to assist uh, victims in this case. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me ask Captain Ian Williams, you've heard uh, the comments made by uh, Joni. Uh, you know, what would your response uh, in brief be? Okay, first thing I want to say, it's, it is important that people phone Ten triple one, mm-hmm. which is the the uh, police's uh, response number. Uh, one of the reasons being, of course, uh, that the, they can phone the station, uh, 
But uh, the thing is, if you phone t- if you phone to Interpol one, then your call will be recorded, and you will also have a reference Since number. number. Mm-hmm. That means if SAPS does not respond to your complaint, you will have we we will be able you will have a record, you will have a number that we can follow up, and then we can actually go and investigate. We can determine which shift was working, which members were were on duty at the time. We can also then uh, find out what was uh, the reason for the delay. And we must understand, we just when it's very busy, mm-hmm. so there are there are delays that happen. Um, I, I just saw a little bit off the point, but one of the delays I want to mention, uh, although it, it's obviously a partnership, it's not a negative. I just want to mention it as a reality. Um, we have recently, uh, um, in last year, had some incidents of stone throwing and things. Now, because of these attacks on 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 the EMS, for example, yeah, we had situations where the where the ambulances need to be escorted. Yeah, no, I'm aware of that. Yeah, so, I think so, we did a program so, on that so, as well. So, what we need to realize is, is is those type of things. I'm not making excuses for the, for this particular situation because no, I don't for know. Sure. We need to investigate what happened there. Mm-hmm. But what I'm saying, those type of actions actually negatively impact on the service delivery because now the ambulance must come to the police station they must wait for that police vehicle which is maybe busy was a complaint to finish that complaint then that police vehicle must then come to assist the ambulance which means the next person that is phoning or, 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 mm. or waiting in line now has to wait until the ambulance is 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 done and obviously they take they get priority they will get priority because of the fact that they they they're dealing with emergency situations. They're giving emergency medical mm-hmm. care. Um, obviously, you, you will have to use your discretion. But but what I'm saying is, I want you to just understand that that the, there is a knock-on effect that mm-hmm. we unfortunately have to also deal with. To bear in mind, um, I think it is just courtesy also that if the police van arrives late at a at a complaint, that it, that that the members at least explain why they are late or what was the cause of of the delay because i think sometimes there is a communication gap with that mm-hmm. and and then people maybe uh, uh get into each other's uh, hair and get off on the wrong footing with each other oh okay i'm just checking with uh with Aldi if we have uh, ab on the line i believe ab is with the uh mitchell's plain community police forum ab isaacs do we have you on the line really good evening to you Good evening and salam alaikum to you and your listeners. Wa alaikum salam, Abi. Abi, I'm sure you've joined the discussion. You know, you've heard partly or or, or some of our discussion uh, on the burning issue here on the airwaves of the Voice of the Cape. We're asking the question: Is our police failing domestic violence victims? Now, we started off this evening by saying that last week the Mitchell's Plain Impact Association took to the streets. Uh, we've, uh, you know, it's common cause at this stage. Uh, our question to you is: Are these legitimate claims by the Mitchell's Plain Impact Association uh, from your perspective? I think first and foremost we need to understand as we've been always been saying as the community policing forum and using the, the, the media that yes we have um, over and above that gang violence and the other crime is important but we've observed over the years that domestic violence is one of our priority crimes and we'll be able to unpack that and I think um, the, uh, as we've indicated last week to the Mitchell's Plain Impact Association, you know, every organization, every institution have the right to associate themselves and even to have a, um, a march like they did. But however, we need to be able to be, to be able to deal with specifics. And I think what Captain Williams from the South African Police Services have unpacked is one of the issues that we need to clearly say that people need to start phoning 1 or 1. Hence, 1 or 1 is the correct channel, not 
the normal local police station to deal with domestic violence. And I think um, over and above that, there's a six-point plan. Um, it's a national six-point plan that was developed by the former minister, Fakilim Balula, uh, I think November month, which the police need to adhere to. And, and within that six points, it clearly says that um, the victims should be respected with dignity, you know, and there should be continuous feedback on uh, specifically domestic violence cases. Um, it further goes, there's another other three points that it raised, but those are the two pivotal points that I'm just picking up in terms of the six-point plan. Um, yes, if there's claims, and people need to have references, and they need to be specific. Those states are found, this time I found the police never pitched, so that it's easy for the, the management um, from the South African police services uh, to, uh, to follow up on that one. I think also one would like to, to say that there is a process also, what we called um, in the 101 complaint, um, mm-hmm. which is now uh, standing order 6 of 2017, where people or any citizen have the right to complain um, if the police does not... Um, or the police does not respond to, to their complaints when they have the necessary reference numbers. Okay, uh, a very another quick question to you, uh, Mr. A.B. Isaacs. What is the Community Police Forum's role, if any, in dealing with issues of domestic violence? Um, our role as the Community Policing Forum, when we came into office, we set ourselves five objectives. And one of these objectives is to deal with women and children in particular, specifically relating to domestic violence. Our role, furthermore, in terms of the legislation, is to do oversight. So when and a complaint was lodged through a one-on-one process, it's our responsibility as the, as the Community Policing Forum to keep our partner, which is ultimately the South African Police Services, accountable. Here's a reference number. A, a client have complained, has logged the call, no response from the police. Here's the reference number. Station management, station commander, please respond. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's get to Joni very quickly. Uh, Joni, a question for you. I see in terms of a statement you say that the police ignore domestic violence situations and that they treat the victims as if they are... Uh, okay, I want to use the word in the, in the, in the, in the newspaper article. Um, ignorant, let's use that word quickly. Now, that's one of your statements. Maybe just comment on that. And then also, uh, before you marched, you took to the streets last week. Were these issues ever raised with the station commander or through the community police forums? I have indeed uh, raised the issue. Uh, of, and in, in fact, I have informed Captain Williams, who is the major media liaison officer, of our intention to march. I have been uh, speaking with Captain Williams on a number of these cases. And, and these are real people that can be brought to the police so that we can, you know, point them out to say that this woman, that woman, and that woman has been bringing these complaints forward. And uh, um, so, yes, there were attempts to try and alleviate the problem. In, in regards to that particular statement that, uh, that I made, um, I, I thought easily this morning's incident confirms what I'm saying. Uh, in my view, when the police attend to a situation, I think that anybody would like to know who your police officer is attending to your problem. According to the lady, um, when the police came out, None of the two officers had on a nameplate. Again, putting the, 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 the person in a, in, a, in, a, in a disadvantaged position because he doesn't even know who he's speaking to. And in my personal opinion, uh, uh, a number of times when I needed the police, if some of the officers do not want to identify themselves, they just don't. And that's it.
Mm-hmm. The other problem in, in regards to disrespecting uh, victims, who we now know are mostly females in, in cases of domestic violence, is that normally when, uh, when the police come, at least in the cases that I'm reporting on, they come here whenever they want, how many hours afterwards or the next day, and then they come and stop outside in the street, outside the person's property, and they whoop. And they expect that victim to walk out of a house, not even knowing whether the person is in a condition to walk to the to the van. Mm-hmm. This is wrong. This is disrespectful. My experience is that, or my expectation is that the police would get out of the van, go into the property, and go and see what the nature of the problem is. Because mm-hmm. we could be talking about a woman that can, that could be stripped off naked. Because we we know that domestic violence situations can be very. Very, very, very violent. Mm-hmm. Can I ask so Captain? One of the issues. Can I ask Captain Williams? Uh, you know, is this uh, this expectation raised by Joni? Do you think that expectation is too high? And then also, you know, police being the first uh, point of contact with uh, in the cases of domestic violence, do they receive you know training courses or something in dealing with domestic violence and cultural awareness when it comes to investigating these types of matters? Uh, thank you very much, Joan. I am a little. I am indeed appalled at what, at what I'm hearing from Tony. Um, but uh, let me let me look at uh, uh, let me be solution based. Um, it's important, like I said, that people phone triple ten triple one so that we can have the references. If officers don't identify themselves, I will tell you that in terms of of of, of the shift when the members are bo- are working, they are posted. And we can see exactly who was posted, what vehicle, and what times. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but uh, in order for us to have a, is to follow up on a complaint, we need to have uh, a specific person, uh, uh, the person giving us specifics. We cannot have generalization because it's difficult for us to deal with mm-hmm. generalization. So we need a specific complaint to come forward. And and the other thing also I just want to add before I'm going to go to the complaint is that there is also a response time of every complaint that is monitored mm-hmm. or, or um, on, a, on a daily and weekly basis. The response time of, of, of the of the vehicles are monitored. So um, so what I want to say, and then we and that is why I, I um I think part of why I wanted to come this evening is to say that if a member fails to do the to fulfill the commitment, then people must feel free to contact the station commander or to contact the station. Mm. And 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 um, and Mitchell's plan. We are fortunate. We have sector commanders also, and and, and our sector commanders are see are are captains and uh, uh, long experienced police officials. So so they can contact those people also. The sector commander, who's, 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 who they are supposed to in any case have the details and know, and then they can they can that complaint can be brought forward to us to investigate because if there are members that are not doing their work the way they're supposed to do it we need to address that okay uh, Joni uh, let me give you a minute uh, you know just to wrap up maybe your concluding comment around this particular issue well look uh, for me it is absolutely crucial that the community and the community and the police work together there is no other way around it. We need to take hands and we need to respect each other enough to want to work together. And I'm cognizant of the fact that there has been violent, violent attacks on the police over the last couple of months. I myself have been 
involved in freedom, uh, in free mob justice attacks uh, on the police. That is unacceptable. And I do want to say that the, poli- the community also needs to take responsibility for their action towards the police. A couple of months ago, we, the police, uh, my organization and a couple of other organizations, including the court of the, the, the Department of Justice, uh, the National Prosecuting Authority, and all the role players, and, and in this way, we invited the community to come. Very few people came out. So this is the type of thing that makes it extremely difficult for us to say that, right, we as a community, we have tried our best uh, to work with the police. The police is not responding. So in terms of where I stand, I will continue to work together with anybody and everybody else to liaise with the police and to embark on an educational program so that the community also know what to do under these uh, 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 traumatic uh, instances. And I want to just point out to Captain William and to A.B., although it is uh, preferable that people ask all these important questions, such as what are the reference numbers and all of that, please understand that in most instances of domestic violence situations, there is just no time or the thought to ask somebody for a reference number. That is too much to ask a victim who is involved in a situation right now. Mm-hmm. And, the, and the last thing I would like to, to just leave out there for the police to consider and, and the CPS. I think in future we, we should also look at responding officers, including at least one woman. So I'm saying one man, one woman, because of the intimate nature of some of these attacks on women. Okay, Joni Fredericks, uh, member of the Michels Plain Impact Association, thanks very much for your participation to the program this evening. And on that note, we say to you a very good evening, ma'am. Uh, Mr. A.B. Isaacs, uh, you do stay on the line. We're going to go for a quick ad break, and when we come back, uh, we'll continue with the program called The Burning Issue. The Burning Issue with Rida One Ahmed. Welcome back to the airwaves of the Voice of the Cape 91.3 FM and 95.8 in the Borland. And if you have just joined the burning issue, the question we ask is our police failing domestic violence victims? Now we are joined still in studio by uh, Captain uh, Ian Williams, who is the communications officer for the Mitchell's Plain South African Police Services. And then we are still joined online by Mr. A.B. Isaacs, who is the chairperson of the Mitchell's Plain Community Police Forum. I believe we are also now joined online by Lucinda Evans, who is a community activist. Uh, Lucinda, very good evening to you. Good evening. How are you, Rita I'm fine, thanks. Lucinda, yourself? I'm good, thank you very much. Okay, we'll get to you in a minute. My attention very quickly to the WhatsApp line. There's a message here from 0115. It says, Assalamu alaikum. Does the police recognize that domestic violence is not gender-based? Uh, Captain Ian, maybe you want to just have a quick comment on that one. Yes, we do recognize that it is not gender-based. We do have incidents of, of males coming who are victims of domestic violence. Although we will, I would say, in general, males are um, more reluctant to come forward to report those type of cases. Mm-hmm. Um, but it does happen. 
Okay. Uh, another one here from 7004 uh, says, Assalamu alaikum. The best thing the police can do is to write out affidavits and certify copies, but they're never there when domestic abuse happens. Shukran. Well, once again, a very big shukran to our listeners for their participation to the program this evening. Just a reminder, uh, we've got about 10 or so, 15 minutes left. If you would like to send or share your comment, uh, you can do so by sending it to us via SMS 47913 or via WhatsApp on the number 0722380712. Now, let's just speak to Lucinda very quickly. Uh, Lucinda, I'm sure you're aware of the Mitchell's Plain Impact Association having taken to the streets last week. In your view, is there merit to the claims from community members that police ignore domestic violence situations when called to intervene? Uh, I think, Rita, one, that, that each case has its merit. And I, I was at the police station when the community came and handed over the memorandum in support with Mr. A.B. Isaacs, who is the chairperson of Mitchell's Plains CPF, and also uh, that Captain Williams was there. And I think one of the most important messages that was communicated to the community, uh, to Joni and her group, is that she has to bring these issues to the police station and to the CPF because the CPF is the statutory body that will assist the community in following up on these cases. If women are feeling that the police are not doing what they're supposed to do in, in terms of protecting them, they can open up cases against these officers that is not fulfilling the mandate because domestic violence is one of the priority crimes for the South African police services. When a woman has a protection order and attached to that protection order is a Form 8, which is called a warrant of arrest, the police is obliged to act. Even if that officer comes there and the perpetrator is not there, one of the responsibilities of that officer is to tell the client, bring it to the police station, let you open up a case, and if it is that the perpetrator might or might not come back, ensure that the client is safe. That is why there are protection measures in place, like safe houses, like emergency safe spaces, where women could go, they could overnight. But one of the things that uh, Joni and her group have highlighted is that when some of the women have the protection order, the police doesn't act. And that caused the community to march to the station to say that we are demanding the service. We want the police officers to act. And it's not all officers. We have very good police officers at that Mitchell's Plain Police Station that are giving the service. But I think one of the things that will happen, and, and the CPF in Mitchell's Plain is very proactive and a progressive CPF is that more education programs should be rolled out to the community in terms of how women can access the services. Mm-hmm. Can I just hear from A.B. Isaacs, you know, to latch on to what uh, Lucinda was saying around the uh, education and training of community uh, to deal with domestic violence issues. What role, if any, is the CPF playing in this regard? I think, uh, again, as I've been saying, that um, our role is that through our street committees, through our block committees, through our any community engagement, whether it's in the street, we, however, highlight this matter of domestic violence over and above the issue that became there for if it was a uh, possible gang-related shooting. But I think the, the, the other concern that we have as a community policing forum is it's good 
that communities, in particular victims of domestic violence, come and make the case. But however, we've also observed 48 hours later that same case is withdrawn. Okay, well, that's another point. Let's look at the WhatsApp line. There's a message here that says domestic abuse are very sensitive issues and needs to be dealt with very tactfully. It seems most of the time it is not that the police is not willing. It's just extremely uncomfortable situations. Uh, Captain Ian, you want to comment on that one? I think the Domestic Violence Act makes it quite clear what is the responsibility from SAPS aside. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, it is a sensitive matter, definitely. Um, you must have tact in dealing with the people. Um, we would first try to see how... how um, uh, but like I said, uh, yeah, the, the, main, the main step is, is to, at the end of the day, uh, I think to satisfy the complainant. Uh, because sometimes the complainant might perhaps not want to make a case, but would want us to maybe speak to the perpetrator in order to bring a point across or something like mm-hmm. that. Um, other times, like I said, when there is violence and so forth, then it's clear what, what, we, what our mandate is, what we must do. Mm-hmm. Um, but a, a, at the end of the day, it comes down to communication. Okay. On that communication note, let's go for a quick ad break. And when we come back, we will wrap up with the program called The Burning Issue. Live from Cape Town, this is the voice of the Cape. The voice of the Cape. The voice of the Cape. The The Burning Issue with Ridwan Ahmed. Welcome back to the concluding segment of the program called The Burning Issue here on the airwaves of The Voice of the Cape with myself, Ridwan. If you have just joined us, well, the question on The Burning Issue is our police failing domestic violence victims? We are joined in the studio by Captain Ian Williams, who is the communications officer for the Mitchell's Plain South African Police Services. We then join online by Lucinda Evans, who is a community activist, but as for my information, also chairperson of the Mitchell's Plain Community Police Forum Cluster, and then we also have with us online Mr. A.B. Isaacs, who is the chairperson of the Michels Plain Community Police Forum. Now, we've got about six minutes left, so I'm going to wrap up the program and start with A.B. Isaacs and ask, you know, what are your concluding uh, remarks and comment around this particular discussion point? Uh, and maybe just, uh, you know, touch on to the issue of um, should, uh, you know, there be an understanding uh, or a more effective partnership uh, between the police and the community? Firstly, there is a strong partnership policing between ourselves as the representatives of the community segment and the South African Police Services, which is the uh, agents um, of of government. Uh, I think um, in terms of domestic violence, we we, we need to remind uh, listeners out there that they need to report the case, they need to get a reference number in order for us to track the 101 complaints, as I've referred to, which is now called um, Standing Order 6 of 2007. But however, um, we need to indicate that Mrs. Plain also have a domestic uh, DVA room, which is called the Domestic Violence Room, where there's fully trained police officers in terms of domestic violence that deals with um, victims of domestic violence. I think also we, we need to uh, vigorously, um, must probably engage the other partner that were earlier on, on, on the line to, to, to untack the, the, the six-point plan. 
what it, how do we make the six-point plan not a document that is just uh, laying at the police station in the archives, but we make it a reality in terms of, um, as I've unpacked, there are six points that, that, that protects um, uh, victims of domestic violence. Um, you know, as I said, feedback, for an example. And, and, and when we deal with domestic violence, we need to be specific. One, one would suggest that communities also be specific in terms of take time, actual event, um, police did not attend, and specifically if there's a case number. Thank you well, Mr. A.B. Isaacs, thanks very much for your participation. Chairperson of the Michels Plain Community Policing Forum. Uh, Ms. Lucinda Evans, from your side, your concluding remark, you've got about one and a half minutes, and maybe touch on to the issue of how you think as a society we should be tackling this particular issue. Um, later on, I think one of the important things that, that AB alluded to is the, the, the victim support room that is attached to the police stations. And those volunteers are fully trained to be able to refer clients to NGOs that is in and around Mitchell's Plain that could provide extended services. But you know, domestic violence is a, is a community issue. And one of the things that we would like to see is that we get our men pastors, the mosque, involved with speaking to some of these men that are perpetrators. Unfortunately, we find in most cases that there are perpetrators who are men, but we also know that men are also abused, and they do men go. And so we would, we would like that if there are counselors based at churches and mosques to make those services available so that the counseling and that families can be restored through that. Mm-hmm. Well, Lucinda Evans, thanks very much for your participation to the program as well. Uh, Captain Ian Williams, Communications Officer of Missile Plain Saps, we're going to give you the last word in wrapping up, uh, you know, your thoughts around uh, this particular topic. Okay, I, I, I need to just add on, thank you very much, Ridwan. Let me just add to what Lucinda said. Uh, the police is, uh, uh, some of the assistance that we provide includes uh, um, helping the victim, find access to medical attention if needed. Also, shelters that we work with, mm-hmm. we can also do that, refer, and also the counseling service that is available. But at the end of the day, what, what I think what I, want to, what, what I want to say in conclusion is that, yes, there, there, are, there, are some, there are issues that we have, but it's important that the community or the people that have concerns, that they come forward, that they come to the station so that we can deal with it. Mm-hmm. Um, we do not want to have a situation where people are shouting from out the door. Um, we, our, our station commanders have open door policy. You can come to the station, you can come and make an appointment, uh, you can phone in, you can send an email. There's many ways to deal with the, with the issue uh, instead of, of going and, and protesting and, and, and things like that. And uh, important what Mr. Isaac said, we have to be specific mm-hmm. because specific will help us to identify the people that are not doing what they are supposed to do. Because mm-hmm. I believe that most of us are doing our job. We are all supposed to be doing our job properly, but if there are those people, we need to identify them. We need to determine what is the reason is it uh, uh, whatever the reason is, and then we need to rectify it. 
mm-hmm. and deal with those people. Well, Captain uh, Ian Williams, Communications Officer for Mitchell's Plains at African Police Services, thanks very much for your time and sharing this information with our listeners. To Mr. A.B. Isaacs, Chairperson of the Mitchell's Plains Community Police Forum, a very big thank you to you as well. And then also to Ms. Lucinda Evans. To my guests online, a very big thank you. And I say to you a very good evening. Thank you. And Thank, you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye, Lucinda. Uh, so, uh, Captain, thanks very much once again. Another message just came through. It says maybe some South African police services people are not adequately trained to deal with these issues. But I think you mentioned also, you know, as part of the discussion and the debate, that in fact they do have this training course that they go on. Well, once again, a very big thank you. And to our listeners, uh, a very uh, uh, pleasant evening further, inshallah. Uh, do still stay tuned to the airwaves of The Voice of the Cape, 91.3 FM and 95.8 in the a huge shukran to our sound technical engineer, Mr. Faldi van der Lilly.